It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in to another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week, as we return from two weeks off, as we are celebrating back-to-back birthdays in the Johnson household, as my two youngest boys, Zachary and Tyler, were celebrating some very magical Disney-rific birthdays, and you were able to see those Disney cakes, the Peter Pan and Mickey Mouse cakes that they had for their birthdays on our Instagram and our Facebook pages and many other places. And thank you all for the well wishes and birthday wishes for my two youngest boys in the Johnson household. But this week, as we return for show number 33 for the week of March 1st, 2013, we're going to head on down to the bayou. Mardi Gras may be over, but we're going to continue it on here as we welcome Charlotte. Yes, Jennifer Cody stopping in here at the show this week. Jennifer Cody, Broadway star and also the voice talent behind Princess Tiana's best friend, Charlotte, also known as Lottie, in Disney's animated hit, Princess and the Frog. And Jennifer's going to be stopping in and talking with all of you D-heads about voicing this iconic character in Charlotte, just how she tackled this character, the rebirth of Disney musicals, and building up those friendships with Michael Leon Woolley and many others involved with the cast, as well as what she's doing now currently on Broadway and voicing a variety of characters on Nickelodeon right now. And Jennifer's going to be stopping in and sharing all of that with all of you D-heads. We also have the D-team back. Yes, we have Jamie back with the Artist Corner as he's going to continue to delve into Walt Disney's Nine Old Men and uncover more about the animation process and the people that made these animated hits memorable for you. We also have Lexi back, our D-team member from Down Under, as she's going to continue to explore our special guest here this week, Jennifer Cody, as she goes into her background, her history, and just what led her down the path of becoming Charlotte. We also have Jason as he enters the vault with another Disney Blu-ray and DVD review for you as he's going to uncover another classic that you're just going to add to all of your Disney collections. And there is also the debut of an all-new segment here with a new D-Team member, Randy, as he's going to be stopping in with all the Disney digital fun that you want to enjoy. If you love all things Disney and digital, whether that's multimedia, interactive, iPad favorites, and more, he is going to tackle all of that with all of you D-heads in his all-new segment. There is all kinds of fun, and let me tell you, two weeks off, there is a ton of Disney news on the horizon. So I'm going to stop my rambling. I'm going to let you head on down to the bayou. And when I come back, we're going to kick off show number 33 for the week of March 1st, 2013. Be right back, all of you D-heads. In the Southland, there's a city Way down on the river Where the women are very pretty And all the men deliver They got me 
classical Disney hand-drawn animation and also a return to the musical. If you do your best each and every day, good things are sure to come your way. So really the approach to the animation is the same as it was done doing Aladdin and Little Mermaid and now this is sort of a return to that whole medium. When we're human and we're gonna be I'm gonna blow my horn Traditionally the princess movies all take place a long time ago in a place far far away. This one is an American fairy tale that takes place in New Orleans. And so they chose my favorite composer, Randy Newman, to do all the music. He grew up spending every summer in New Orleans. It is just in his blood. And it is a true musical. New Orleans is the city that it is in large part because of the music. And Randy Newman was a natural pick for this movie. In the south end, there's a city wanted the picture to reflect New Orleans in the songs. We agreed too. Really try and get the raw, unfiltered New Orleans in the soundtrack. So we had musicians from the area play on the track. Like Dr. John, he seems like an ambassador of the city and an iconic presence from New Orleans. Dreams do come true in New Time we had little taste of wasting time like love, but do I waste a little time alone with you? About time we too were living out a lovely dream come true about you, about me, about love, yes, about time, about time we spent a little time, no one near to watch. While I see a little something in your ear about how I care about how I wanna make my feelings clear about you, about me, about love. We in deep waters, darling, 
clear over my head About time either sink or swim Let's swim, enough said About time, about time We didn't have to always steal a kiss About time, about time I had my arms around your waist like this My whole life through I wanna make you feel the way I do About you, about me, about love transformed into a handsome prince. They were married and lived happily ever after. The end. Yay! Raise it again, raise it again! Sorry, Charlotte. It's time for us to be heading home. Say goodnight, Tiana. There is no way in this whole wide world I would ever, 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 I mean never, kiss a frog. Yuck! Is that so? Tormenting that poor little kitty. <laughs> poor little thing. Hmm. Evening, Eudora. Daddy, Daddy, look at my new dress. Isn't it pretty? <laughs> look at you. Why, I'd expect nothing less from the finest seamstress in New Orleans. Ooh, I want that dress. Ah, uh, now, sugar plum. I want Eudora, you suppose you could whip something up like that? Anything for my best customer. Yay! Come along, Tiana. Your daddy should be home from work by now. All right, now, Princess, you're getting that dress, but that's it. No bone, Mr. Pushover. Now, who wants a puppy? I do, I do. It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. Uh, uh, With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? 
My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 33 for the week of March 1st, 2013, as we're heading down the bayou and welcoming the one and only Jennifer Cody here at the show this week, the voice of Charlotte, Princess Tiana's best friend in Princess and the Frog. So thank you once again for, you know, just deciding to tune in and kick off this week's show once again. So before I jump into the news, and let me tell you, we have a ton of Disney news here this week, I do want to mention all the different ways that you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And there you can find our full list of past archives, our full list of past shows, including our Flash Player, our Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can listen to over 300 plus television shows, favorite movies, specials, and more right there on our website. You can also connect with all of us here at Disney On Demand through Facebook, Twitter, and more. And once again, that's at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So because we had two weeks off, we have a ton of Disney news here this week. So let's kick it off right away with going into the small screen and how about Girl Meets World cast Corey and Topanga's son, Elliot. Now recently we have discussed a variety of different things with the new spinoff series, Girl Meets World. Everything from their daughter, Riley, all the way through her best friend and even having Ben Savage and Danielle reprising their roles as Corey and Topanga. Well, now there's a new brother on the upcoming Disney Channel series, Girl Meets World. Now, TV Line has reported this week that Tio Helm will be joining the cast as officially the son of Corey and Topanga, Elliot Matthews, as he is the last Matthews family member to be chosen. Now, Helm, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, is going to join Rowan Blanchard, who will play his sister, Riley Matthews, who will be the show's main character. Now, the role of Elliot may just be his father's son. The crew did a great job in casting this young actor as he has a strong resemblance to the main father figure, Ren Savage, on the soon-to-be-added TV father. Now, both Savage and Danielle Fischel were announced a few months ago that they were returning to their original roles as we have reported on our official website at DizRadio.com and here on the show. Now, only this time, a few years have passed and the parents-to-be have two spunky kids. Now, the new show has devoted fans all over the web. There's a variety of Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, and more, and I think this show is going to be a big, big hit. And now the latest Matthews family member has been announced as Tio Helm, and like I said, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, as Elliot Matthews. Now, since we are talking about the small screen, how about the not-so-exciting news and the show Home Improvement? Now, everybody loves Home Improvement and Tim Allen, who's recently on Last Man Standing. Mind you, Season 1 was way better than Season 2. Too much of a political agenda there. But... Home Improvement is now suing Disney for syndication money. That's right, a lawsuit is the second against Disney over the 1990s hit sitcom. Now, in a lawsuit filed in Los Angeles Superior Court, Wind Dancer Production Group writers and producers Matt Williams, Carmen Finstra, Tam O'Shanter, and David McFazin claim that Disney sold Home Improvement into syndication in New York for no monetary consideration and failed to consult with them about how the Tim Allen show would be exploited. Now, the plaintiffs also claim that the money hasn't paid to them with their fair share of profits. 
Now, they claim that they are entitled to 75% of net profits generated by the show, which is an unusually high percentage for a syndicated television program. Now, this is actually the second time that Home Improvement Crew has sued Disney. Now, originally, they filed one of the first so-called vertical integration lawsuits in the mid-1990s seeking millions in revenue that the show generated from being exploited by Disney affiliated companies in ways that underreported money owed to the profit participants. So, you know, they have reached out to a variety of different people with Disney and Home Improvement. Nobody has had any comments so far, but let's just see what happens with this. I know I am a fan of Home Improvement and I don't get into the legal side of it, you know. I just hope it all works itself out, but uh not definitely the brightest and happiest news for the Disney company here this week. Now, continuing on with Disney news, and how about getting yourself beautiful? With everything happening with Oz the Great and Powerful and many other things, Disney Parks Cosmetics line is launching the Wickedly Beautiful Collection. Now, the first collection within the new Beautifully Disney Cosmetics line has been revealed. Wickedly Beautiful will include eight nail polish colors, eight lip gloss colors, and two color palettes of eyeshadow inspired by Disney characters. Now, the new products are being developed specifically for the Disney parks. Now, for Disney World, the flagship go-to outlet with the widest selection will be in the trendy store at Downtown Disney. Now, as they put it, we wanted to create another avenue for our guests to enjoy Disney brand and something that's specific to the Disney parks. Now, the merchandise and packaging for Wickedly Beautiful will reflect princesses such as Snow White, Cinderella, Ariel, and Aurora, and their corresponding nemesis, Evil Queen, Lady Tremaine, Ursula, and Maleficent. Now, the line eventually will be available on Disney Cruise Line ships and at Disney's Alonai Resort in Hawaii as of this March. Now, there's a variety of elements that are available online as well at DisneyParks.com store. Now, Beautifully Disney is a long-term project for the company with two more releases coming up, the Unlock the Spell and Fiery Spirit collections planned for later this year. Now, there's currently other Disney makeup products from other lines that you can have, but some of the other collections that are out there are limited in a variety of different natures. So once they're gone, they're gone. Wickedly Beautiful is designed for everyday use. As they put it, we want it to be a product that women put in their purses and carry with them every day, and that they can use them day to day, day in, and day out. Now you can get this currently right now since it is March at Trendy down in downtown Disney at the Walt Disney World Resort, and it officially launched to great, great results. Check it out, the all-new makeup line if you are a woman, and really enjoy this. Now moving on from the parks, and how about hitting up the movies, and how about Disney's Planes, which is going to be kind of a spin-off of Cars, which was a spin-off of Doc Hollywood, but Dane Cook is leading the voice cast for Disney's Planes. Walt Disney Pictures has announced that comedian Dane Cook will be providing the voice of Dusty, a plane with high hopes, in their animated car spin-off, Disney's Planes, scheduled for release August 9th. Now, directed by Disney Toon Studios' vet Clay Hall, the 3D animated comedy adventure is going to follow Dusty as he tries to achieve his dream of competing as a high-flying air racer despite his fear of heights. Now, Cook is best known for his distinctive style as a uh, very edgy, adult-driven, uh, very foul-languaged comedian as now he's moving into the Disney realm, which, come on, you can't knock him. Steve Martin, Tom Hanks... Uh, you know, there's a variety of people that have gone on to do very family fair entertainment. Now, Dane Cook has been tapped as this lead character of Dusty, the plane with high hopes in Disney's planes, and this is going to be very fun. I mean, he is something different, but I can see how his wit, charm, and deadpan humor 
is definitely going to, you know, help out with that kind of uh, charisma that happened with Lightning McQueen in Cars. Now, as I mentioned, Planes is scheduled for release August 9th this year, so let's see what's going to happen with this. I don't know if it's going to be the hit of Cars, but it definitely has that look. Now, continuing on with the entertainment side, and for all of you Disney Channel fans out there, and I know a variety of our listeners out there love the Disney Channel, you love entertainment, well, Season 3 of Disney Channel's top-rated series, Ant Farm, is going to premiere on May 31st with a special one-hour episode. I know many of you Disney Channel fans out there that tune into the show, all of you D-heads, you are excited for this. Season 3 of Ant Farm, the hit comedy series for kids and tweens, is going to premiere Friday, May 31st with a one-hour series premiere. Now, this show has just gone on to win a variety of different awards. Everybody loves it, and in this premiere episode, the ants are excited when billionaire former child prodigy Zoltan Grundy announces the opportunity for Webster High students to audition and attend his exclusive ant boarding school. Now, as you can imagine, many hijinks are going to happen, and everybody is going to go on and try to audition for this one. Now, China is heartbroken when she discovers she doesn't make the final cut. Now, Ant Farm premiered in June 2011 and ranks as TV's number one telecast on Fridays at the 8 o'clock time slot for children ages 2 to 11, kids 6 to 11, and tweens 9 to 14. Now, the Ant Farm soundtrack from Walt Disney Records spent five weeks on the number one Billboard chart for children and had two hits for China McLean, Dynamite and Calling All the Monsters, each spending several weeks at the number one spot on Radio Disney's Top 30. Now, this series was created by Dan Singer from The Sweet Life on Deck and The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, and executive produced by Singer and Stephen Engel of The Big Bang Theory and Mad About You. Now, this is great news that it is getting picked up for the third season for all of you, and new episodes of Ant Farms air every Friday on the Disney Channel. Definitely check it out if you are a fan of Ant Farm, and once again, that's May 31st with a special one-hour Season 3 kickoff. Now pushing on from entertainment, and how about going into the parks? And how about Walt Disney World, who is replacing turnstiles with Apple's iPod Touch, as they have been pilot testing a variety of these right now. Now visitors to the Magic Kingdom in Florida will notice that Disney has done away with turnstiles completely at the park's entrance. Instead, visitors are being greeted by the company's cast members holding iPod Touches in their white-gloved hands. Now the change is part of a larger initiative by Disney known as My Magic Plus, which is going to be the ultimate goal of making the company's theme parks even more convenient and inviting for those who attend. Now, Disney's Magic Kingdom has done away with the turnstiles at the park's entrance and replaced them with Apple's iPod Touch in an effort to offer a more welcoming and seamless experience when entering the park. Now, Disney representatives who spoke with the Apple Insider noted that because the program is in its trial stage, there's no guarantee that the company will ultimately adopt the iPod Touch as a long-term solution. But for now, cast members are utilizing Apple's iOS device with a special accessory case and accompanying software that allows passes to be scanned. Now, Disney's Magic Kingdom is the most visited theme park in the world, having hosted over 17 million visitors in 2011 alone. It's the centerpiece of the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida, and officials are hoping that these changes at the entrance to the Magic Kingdom will make it more welcoming in sight. Instead of having large structures that are blocking people from entering, big gaudy turnstiles, and more, and making it seem like a more open-air, 
very fun environment. Now the new ticketing system means that full families with two strollers and adults can now go through at the same time which was virtually impossible once before. Now, Disney's use of the iPod Touch is similar to what Apple has done in its retail stores, where checkout counters and cast registers are a thing of the past. Instead, employees at Apple's own iStores are equipped with iPod Touches that do the credit cards right there on the spot. This is very exciting, great news for Disney, and uh, if any of our listeners out there or D-heads have had a chance to experience this or talk with any of the cast members, definitely drop us a line on our Magical Memories voicemail so you can tell all of our D-heads about it next week here at the show. Now moving on from the theme parks, how about going into the movies once again? And Walt Disney Records is now presenting the Oz the Great and Powerful original motion picture soundtrack score that now has been officially released. Now Walt Disney Records is releasing the digital original motion picture soundtrack for Oz the Great and Powerful. The Oscar-nominated composer Danny Elfman reunited once again with director Sam Ramai for Oz the Great and Powerful after composing original scores for the filmmaker's blockbuster hits Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Darkman, and A Simple Plan. Now, Elfman recently said, I didn't really go in with any sense of what I wanted to do other than just to follow the film. It was incredibly clear because the characters and what they were doing were on their official quest, and that's what needed to be scored and all laid out. So I fell into it very easily. Now, Elfman employed a traditional orchestra for the film once again to give the music a classic feel. In a recent interview with the Los Angeles Times, Ramai said, Danny has a great arsenal of musical abilities, and he's able to create a sweeping, gigantic sound that can really describe a tremendous scale and help us create this vivid, unique world from Frank Baum, who wrote the original Land of Oz. Now, Disney's fantastic adventure, Oz the Great and Powerful, is going to be released very soon in theaters, and you can get the Oz Great and Powerful official CD soundtrack and digitally right now in the Apple Store and many other places, including Disney.com slash music. And you can also become a fan of them as well at Facebook.com slash Disney Music. Oz the Great and Powerful, I was wondering what kind of music is was going to be with this, but Danny Elfman doing a great score. I can only imagine that this is going to be fantastic. Now, moving into the digital side of things, and yes, we have an all-new DT member in Randy who's going to be stopping in very soon here at the show. There is an all-new video game coming for your iOS. Yes, Disney has now given sneak peeks of Buzz Lightyear for the iOS. Now, this is an all-new game that is going to be coming, Buzz Lightyear to Star Command. There's a new mobile game launching very soon, and that's all Disney Communications has officially shown. They've shown a variety of different stills and single shots of this to show kind of what the game is doing but there's a number of apps already available in the app store based on the toy story franchise including showtime and toy story 3 operation camouflage now this is an all-new game that is coming where it looks like you know buzz is kind of knocking things over and whatnot and throwing them and Kind of like Toy Story Midway Mania might meet a little bit of Angry Birds, but it is coming, and this is all new coming, Buzz Lightyear at command, a brand new game coming to your app and iOS device. Now, getting back to the Disney parks, next time you get a cup of joe at Walt Disney World, it most likely will be from the park's new officially special coffee provider, Jeffrey's Coffee and Tea Company. Now, Disney announced February 19th that it has entered into a long-term strategic alliance that makes Tampa-based Jeffrey's Coffee 
the official specialty coffee for not only the Walt Disney World Resort, but also Disneyland Resort and Disney Vacation Club properties. And this is an all-new release that has come about. You may have heard about it so far on the web and many other places, but Jeffrey's now becomes the first Disney Corporate Alliance sponsor in the category of specialty coffee. Now, although Jeffrey's has been operating coffee kiosks throughout the Walt Disney World Resort since 1995, the coffee brand will have an expanded presence at select Disney dining locations and its resort hotels that now are going to develop unique coffee brands and blends just for Disney guests that will be available in additional locations, including quick service restaurants and in-room coffee service. As they officially put it, we are thrilled to be creating unique coffee blends exclusively for Disney guests. So this is all new, and this has nothing to do with Starbucks being located in the Magic Kingdom. This has to do just with a variety of different coffee stops throughout the Disney parks. And this is Jeffrey's Coffee, now the official specialty coffee brand of the Walt Disney World Resort. Now getting back to the world of Disney and Disney media, I'm going to give you one more thing here. And how about Toys R Us CEO hinting at exclusive Disney Infinity figures? Now Jerry Storch, CEO and chairman of Toys R Us, has spoken to the Family Gamer about his store's anticipation of Disney Infinity. Now talking at the Skylander Swap Force launch event, he has confirmed that he thought that there was plenty of room for both games, that this could be a great source for growth, and in a declining video game industry, together they provide a lot of presence and legitimacy to that this genre is going to make it greater. Now when asked if Toys R Us is going to be supporting the Disney game in a similar way to their approach to Skylanders, he responded, well it's different and we are in the Toys Authority at Toys R Us, so anything big you know that you are going to find is going to be oversized and plenty of it with exclusives and more. So basically he didn't go too much, but he said that there is likely going to be exclusive starter packs and figures for Disney Infinity. We don't know what's going to happen with this yet, but Disney Infinity is getting a huge, huge bump right now. Everybody is excited for this and getting exclusive merchandise at Toys R Us is only going to make it better. Now this is just on the horizon speculation, but let's hope it comes to fruition. So all of you D-heads, we have a lot more news here, a ton of news on the horizon. We have a lot of things I've been rambling on for quite some time, and we have Jennifer Cody waiting in the wings, the voice of Charlotte from Princess and the Frog. So before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is sponsored by Pixie Vacations, and the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Disney trip, vacation, and more at the Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland, or Cruise Lines. And you can visit them exclusively at PixieVacations.com. And there the agents will help you absolutely free. Book that vacation, plan it, and make it your most magical trip. So all of you D-heads, as I take a break here, I'm going to get a drink, relax my voice, and, uh, you know, I'm going to leave you with the D-team. How about Jamie and the Artist's Corner? So sit back, relax, enjoy, and I'll be back with some more Disney news shortly. Be right back, all of you D-heads.
about that dang restaurant again. Buford, your eggs are burning. Oh, you ain't never gonna get enough for the damn penny. I'm getting close. Yeah. <laughs> How close? Where are my flapjacks? <laughs> you got about as much chance of getting that restaurant as I do of winning the Kentucky Derby. Woo-hoo! Saddle me up, y'all. It's post time. Get it, get it. Morning, Mr. LaBeouf. Good morning, Tiana. Congratulations on being voted King of the Mardi Gras Parade. Caught me completely by surprise. For the fifth year in a row. <laughs> now, how about I celebrate with... Beignets. Uh-huh. Got a fresh batch just waiting for you. <laughs> we'll keep them coming till I pass out. Oh, Tia, 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 Tia. Did you hear the news? Tell her. Oh, tell her, Big Daddy. Oh, yeah, uh, Prince Naveen. Prince Naveen of Meldonia is coming to New Orleans. <laughs> oh, and neither bees knees. Ooh, tell her what you did, Big Daddy. Tell her. <laughs> well, I invited... Big Daddy invited the prince to a masquerade ball tonight. Oh, ooh, tell her what else you did, Big Daddy. <laughs> Go on. And he stayed. And he stayed for... And he's staying in our house as my personal guest. <sighs> oh, Lottie, that's swell. A little word of advice. My mama always said the quickest way to a man's heart is through his stomach. <laughs> <gasps> that's it! What just happened? Oh, Tia, you're a bona fide genius. I'm gonna need about 500 of your man kitchen beignets for my bowl tonight. <laughs> Excuse me, Daddy. Will this not cover it? <laughs> This should cover it just fine, Lottie. This is it. I'm getting my restaurant. Woo-hoo! Oh, tonight my prince is finally coming. And I sure as heck ain't letting him go. Hey there, this is Chase in Hampton, originally from the new Mickey Mouse Club. You might remember the party. This is Disney On Demand. You are now invited to enjoy the world premiere of World of Color. Hey all you D-heads, welcome to another segment of the Artist Corner. Now in today's segment, we're talking about Disney's nine old men and continuing to talk about their life and legacy. Now today, we'll be talking about Milk Call. Milk Call was a brilliant animator who awed everyone with his exceptional draftsmanship, genuine refinements in character design, and extraordinary techniques as an animator. He drew things almost no one else could draw in such a beautiful way, and would in his work use poses and graceful movements that read, have strength, show who the character is, and are appealing. I'm perfect for this medium, Call Arterly praised himself. I have no limitations. I can do anything. What really separates him as well is the intense intellectual thinking put behind the drawings. Milch's drawings are very, very involved and all about having high opinions of things, explains Andrea Stasia, uncompromising. 
Milt transcended the medium, stated Richard Williams. He worked harder than anyone else. Because of his abilities as a draftman, Call's main specialty was in animating straight human characters that had to be believed, such as Pinocchio, Alice, Peter Pan, Wendy, Prince Philip, Roger, Anita, and Merlin, but also could do many other type of characters, such as Charming Thumper and Bambi. Milt Call was responsible for the quality of a film and would not compromise anything. However, as much of a genius and exceptional animator he was, quite a few were turned off by his enormous temper, cold personality, and occasionally rude comments and overly spoken candidness. He was considered a perfectionist, a competitor, and highly opinionated man who had no problem screaming four-letter words across the D-Wing. On the artistic end, some people argue that Call's work lacks much-needed sincerity, warmth, and heart. While it is true that some of his work is a bit cold and detached, what some people don't see is that he actually did care very much about his work and put the level of quality in his characters so high. Unlike many erasable temperaments who have filled the halls of history, Milt had a sweet, helpful side when he chose, wrote Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnston. He gave his time and talent when it was to help the picture and almost as often to help another artist with a problem. He gave numerous amounts of time and talent when it was to help the picture and almost as often to help another artist with a problem. However, he expected everyone coming for help to have worked hard and done everything to have done his best before. Milt was hired by an Oakland Post Inquirer in the art department. At this place, he met a young man named Ham Lusky, a future Disney great who later would change the animator's life forever. Milt Call was soon known as the Michelangelo of animation, and with that type title, this week's artist spotlight will go to Milt Call. Here, Milt talks about his life and legacy as a Disney animator. Milt Call was the one Disney animator who could take on any role. He was the Olivier of animation. All these guys, they're, they're like actors, you know, they're all, they're all, they all, they all have their ego, and um, I think they all think they're the best, you know, and I'm no exception. The lines and proportions on Milt Call's characters were the standard for other Disney animators. I think my main asset is the fact that I uh, didn't have any limitations, you see, I could do anything. His characters ran the gamut from killers to comedians. Well, it sounds a little bit uh, egotistical, but I, I, I just, I, I turned out to be just made for that medium. The range of Milt Cole's performances makes him a virtuoso among Adam Stark. My parents were terribly poor. My father was, uh, uh, had, I think, had a little talent, but it was, it was uh, uh, not an educated man, the least bit. And the Disney productions made, made uh, Three Little Pigs. That just really ca- captivated me, and I just loved the medium, you know. In 1934, Milt went to work at Disney, learning to make drawings that performed. Disney's studio was full of young artists like Call, working in the chorus as in-betweeners or assistants until they learned the steps. For many of the young people who worked there, Disney's studio took the place of college. You know, Walt himself was pretty young then, too, you know. There were a great many gags pulled. It always has been amazing to me over these years that he kept up all these this very diversified uh, bunch of artists together and uh, people who were, so many of them, very rugged individualists and people who didn't normally, uh, whom, to whom a, Greek, a group effort was, was uh, foreign, you know, and, and uh, he brought them all together and, and uh, got good results and got good pic- made good pictures. Disney picked Milt for a starring role in Pinocchio, a performance that was a turning point in his career. Then I was put in charge of the unit that did Pinocchio, you see, and so, uh, I mean, I was a supervising animator on it, see, and that was a big, a big jump for me. 
you know. That was my, really, really got me started as being one of the top line people. The right figure and the right face and all that, I could be a very good actor. An animator is a part actor, part director, part story man. You know, you have to have a, and you have to have a very good uh, feeling for entertainment. What, what, what's entertainment and what isn't, you know? So you're kind of a jack of all trades as far. You, you really are. You, the thing is, you're not limited by your, by your sex or by your weight or anything. You can do anything. The most difficult characters to animate? Humans. You can do anything you want with animals, you know, because we're doing we're, we're doing animals doing things that animals don't do. People aren't used to watching animals doing this, so they're not critical. Thanks, Milt, for your legendary legacy. And in this week's Disney Art News 2013 Poster Series signing event with Thomas Scott. Luck continues with the 2013 Poster Series. Disney Design Group artist Thomas Scott will be making his special appearance at the Disney's Pin Traders in the downtown Disney Marketplace on Friday, March 1st from 5 to 7 p.m. He'll be there to sign his third release from the 2013 Poster Art inspired by Disney Pin and Vinylmation figures. Now Thomas will also be available to sign the March poster from the 2013 Poster Art calendar. I would like to take this time and thank all the D-heads out there for listening to my segment, The Artist's Corner. It certainly means a lot. We'll continue our outlook on next week's show for The Artist's Corner. We'll be talking about more Disney's nine old men and continue to look at their life and legacy. I appreciate all the D-heads out there listening to The Artist's Corner, and we'll see you real soon. to unveil this special window which celebrates our newest movie, The Princess and the Frog. What this window is celebrating is really our collection of incredible Disney Store product. Ready? time of year and I have a two-year-old daughter and what better time to introduce her to Disney than with the uh, you know, Princess and the Frog movie that's coming out. Um, it's just exciting to see an African-American character you know, for Disney so I really just wanted to see the unveiling of that and I'm just a fan of Disney unveiling their windows as well <laughs> during the holidays. Well, this is Thomas Kincaid's newest release. It's The Princess and the Frog, and it's the very first release in his new Disney Discoveries collection. Can you see the princess? Mm-hmm. Oh, what's her name? Princess Tiana. Oh, my God, is she pretty? The reaction when we unveiled it was amazing because I think it's surprising and delightful and magical and all the things that a Disney store is supposed to be. That's an echo, gentlemen. Just a little something we have here in Louisiana. A little parlor trick, don't worry. Sit down at my table. Put your minds at ease. If you relax, you will enable me to do anything I please. I can read your future. 
I can change it around some too. I look deep into your heart and soul. You do have a soul, don't you, Lawrence? Make your wildest dreams come true. I got voodoo, I got hoodoo, I got things I ain't even tried. And I got friends on the other side. He's got friends on the other side. The cards, the cards, the cards will tell. The past, the present, and the future as well. The cards, the cards, just take three. Take a little trip into your future with me. Now you, young man, are from across the sea. You come from two long lines of royalty. I'm a royal myself on my mother's side. Your lifestyle's high, but your funds are low. You need to marry a little honey who's daddy got dough. Mom and dad cut you off, ugly boy. Now you're gonna get hitched, but hitching ties you down. You just want to be free, hop from place to place. But freedom takes green. <laughs> it's the green, it's the green, it's the green you need. And when I look into your future, it's the green that I see. On you, little man, I don't want to waste much time. You've been pushed around all your life. You've been pushed around by your mother and your sister and your brother. And if you was married, you'd be pushed around by your wife. But in your future, the you I see is exactly the man you always wanted to be. Shake my hand. Come on, boys. Won't you shake a poor sinner's hand? Yes. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Transformation Central. Transformation Central. Transformation Central. Transformation Central. Can you feel it? You're changing, you're changing, you're changing. All right. I hope you're satisfied. But if you ain't. Don't blame me. You can blame my friends on the other side. You got what you wanted. Gentlemen, enchanté. A tip of the hat from Dr. Vassilier. How y'all doing? I wanted to take the villain, Dr. Facilier, because in order for the lead character to shine, that person has to have a great adversary. <laughs> now we're cooking! I play Dr. Facilier. Um, and he's a schemer. He's a conjurer and a sorcerer of sorts. And I got friends on the other side. The door slowly swings open. That's an echo, gentlemen. Just a little something we have here in Louisiana. A little parlor trick, don't worry. The way animation works is that we record the performance first. As an animator, you try to capture the performance that you see to make this character that much more believable. And Keith David has some great little subtle things that he does in his acting. Anything the way he moves, his eyes. 
He has a great sinister smile. <laughs> this voice that resonates. It's a real deep register. So, we got ourselves a deal. When you look at it on the screen, you, you don't know exactly what's bringing you into this character, but as an animator, you know that those little subtle things are the things that pulls the audience in. Yes! Are you ready? I think of him as a delicious bad guy. He'll be on that roster of wonderful Disney villains. <laughs> All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and thank you to D-team member Jamie once again for stopping in and chatting with all of you at the Artist Corner. If you want to find out more about Jamie and check out a variety of different works of his and more, you can always visit our D-team page at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com, and connect up with Jamie right there through the D-team. So we have a variety of different things in news. We have Lexi and Jason, our all-new D-team member, and our special guest Jennifer Cody coming up soon. So I'm just going to jump right back into more Disney news here this week. And how about something on a funnier note? And how about teachers using a fake Disney trip to snare a stooping student? That's right. In Canada, teachers at a school in Windsor, Ontario, suspected an eighth grader was going through their desks. So they planted brochures for a class trip to Disney World. They even made a presentation and then said, just kidding. The snooping student basically got embarrassed and uh, admitted that he had been snooping quite some time, but the other kids and parents were furious, and the school had apologized. As the letter officially put it, it said, Good morning, I am Linda. At the school of Windsor, Ontario, teachers suspected an 8th grader was going through a teacher's desk, so they planted brochures for a beautiful class trip to Disney World. They even made a presentation and then said, Just kidding. Now, as the school apologized, the real student trip was going to be to a bowling alley. Now, <laughs> let's just say this is pretty funny. I mean, come on, what better way to snare a student, capture a student, than, you know, him snooping through there and then telling all the other kids. That's the only reason why other kids and parents, I think, were furious, because he went ahead and told them and they came home and told their parents. But you know what? Come on, people, lighten up. This was a great, great trap. Now, moving back to Disney Infinity, as I let you go in the first section here of Disney News here this week, we're getting back to Disney Infinity, and how about Cars confirmed as another Disney Infinity playset? Now, with the summer release of Disney Infinity on the Wii U and 3DS and Wii, we can expect Disney to continually reveal more details about the optional extras that you're going to be able to buy. Now, Activision Skylander series has a variety of different toys where you unlock new things and characters and more, and Disney has officially confirmed that a new playset is going to be available separately from the starter pack, and it'll be from cars. In the structured playset area in the game, which will contain a story and various challenges and puzzles, the player will enter the virtual world of Radiator Springs as they will prepare the town for the big international racing event. Now this is a brand new set and character that is going to be coming to the popular Disney Infinity playset. I know everybody is getting their, you know, news about this. It's all over the web, so it's nothing new. You may have already heard it, but got to put it out there. Everyone's excited for this. It's going to be pretty, pretty fun. Now, moving into the Disney Channel, but not Disney Channel in America, how about going overseas? And Disney Channel is bringing BBC's well-known mastermind quiz to India, but with a difference. 
This is the family mastermind where a child will be the captain of a four-member team, which will consist of parents and a sibling or a relative, and two family teams will compete against each other. The show is going to launch this February and March, Monday through Thursday, every week at 7.30 p.m. in Disney Channel India. Now, speaking to the business line, they had said that they are very excited for this, and the first season will have 110 episodes with children ages 7 to 14. There's going to be a variety of different people, including actor Benjamin Jelani, who will host the show, and Disney hopes that this show will bring new viewers, including more adults, to the Disney Channel in India. Now, Disney's own international shows make up to 30%, and many licensed shows as well are part of the Disney Channel. Now, BBC is producing the show, which has it licensed through the Disney Channel, and there's a variety of different things that are going to happen with this, including Mastermind being a 30-year-old show, known for its challenging questions, and now Disney Channel is going to bring it to the families. Now, continuing on with Disney Channel, we have a little bit of Disney Channel here news this week. And how about Disney extending its streak as TV's number one network in total day viewers? That's right, Disney has once again propelled its streak as the number one network views with a variety of different shows, including Dog with a Blog, Austin and Alley, and many others. Now, Disney Channel has been on a roll lately with their ratings and continuing to be on top of it. And once again, Disney Channel is extending that streak as number one network in total day ratings and viewers. Congratulations to them on that. I know my children are always watching the Disney Channel. Now, one more thing with Disney Channel. How about Disney Channel original movie Girl vs. Monster winning a Writers Guild of America award? That's right, the all-new Disney Channel movie Girl vs. Monster, which debuted this Halloween, this past October. Everybody loved it. It was fun. It was exciting. It starred Olivia Holt as the title character, and, you know, it was just fun. It was kind of like the old Monster Squad series and movies that you may remember if you are my age. But they have now officially congratulated Girl vs. Monster for winning a Writers Guild of America Award in children's television, long form, or specialty category. Now, this captivated over 4.9 million viewers when it first aired, and Calling All the Monsters as its official uh, music video, which we mentioned was number one on the Disney Billboard charts for children's entertainment as well earlier on this show, and many other things, so congratulations to them for that. So, all of you D-heads, there's a couple of other things. I mean, lots of Disney news. I mean, there's DVD releases and more. Hopefully, you picked up Peter Pan. And we also have Wreck-It Ralph that's out this week, as well as Hunchback of Notre Dame and Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. So, there's a lot of great things. But I'm not, I'm not going to talk much longer. We have a big, big show here this week. So, before I let you go, I do want to thank you once again for tuning in. I'm going to release the reins to Lexi, our D-team member from Down Under, as she's going to give you a little bit more about our special guest here this week, Jennifer Cody, the voice behind Charlotte, Princess Tiana's best friend in Princess and the Frog. And do always check out our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past archives, news blogs, and more, including ways to connect up with us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyOnDemand and Facebook.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram and many other places at DisneyBlue. So definitely check it out connect with us and have some fun so i'm gonna rest my voice i'm gonna leave it to lexi who also has a brand new blog on our official website as well so you want to take the time to read that as well so sit back enjoy and when i come back we're gonna head on down the bayou with charlotte jennifer cody be right back all of you d heads
I hope you're leaving some of them beignets for your constituents. Here you go, piping hot. <laughs> St- Stella, excuse me, Stella, no. No. <laughs> okay. But just one. But, Miss Charlotte, uh, you said later two hours ago. Travis, when a woman says later, she really means not ever. Now run along. There are plenty of young fillies dying for you to waltz them into a stupor. Give me that napkin, quick! What on earth for? I swear I'm sweating like a sinner in church. Oh dear, it's getting to be so late. There's still a few stragglers. It's just no fair. My prince is never coming. Now lie. I'll never get anything I wish for. Lot of ways. <laughs> just calm down. Take a deep Maybe I just gotta wish harder. Huh? Please, 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 Lottie, please, please. You can't please, just please, wish please, on a star please, and expect things. special guest is very exciting. We all love the princess and the frog, right? And we are lucky enough to have a little slice of the magic with us today. Jennifer Cody, the voice of the adorable Charlotte LaBeouf. Lottie. (laughs) Charlotte LaBeouf is such a vibrant and friendly character. 
who, despite her sometimes silly persona, really does just have love in her life, and it's fantastic for her to be friends with Tiana. Where would our heroine be without an awesome sidekick? Charlotte is so cute, and her bubbly character really adds to the magic of the movie. See, Disney always knows how to round out a perfect cast. We often don't think about how the characters are a final product of work from often hundreds of different talented artists. The characters are created so perfectly that we really do see them as a real person, as our friend. Well, today our friend, Charlotte, has definitely been brought to life by this week's special guest, Jennifer Cody. Now, Jennifer is a very special member of the Disney family. She's an American dancer and actress, so it's no surprise why Disney chose her to play the part of such a lively character. Jennifer has such a wide range of talents. For me, it is fantastic to see actors being appreciated for their work, so I love the fact that Jennifer won an Annie Award for Outstanding Voice Acting in a Feature Production for her portrayal of Charlotte LaBeouf. What I love most about Charlotte is her young at heart spirit, and that was definitely brought to life by Jennifer Cody's voice work. She just wants to find a prince and live happily ever after, but she also wants to see her friends and family be happy as well. So with such a sweet heart, and there are so many hilarious moments for Charlotte, it is thanks to the collaboration between Jennifer Cody and the animators that we remember Charlotte as such a wonderful character. And without Jennifer Cody, The Princess and the Frog really wouldn't be the fresh take on a love story that it is. New Orleans is such a lively place, and it needed a lively voice like Jennifer's to make it all work. Jennifer had to portray Charlotte in her audition. She even had to be filmed and look like the New Orleans princess. So they just wanted the whole package, and that is what Jennifer Cody has. I think it's wonderful. It must have been such a fun experience. Now, Jennifer is a New York native. She has French, Irish, and even Portuguese heritage. Jennifer once recalled singing along with her mother to hits like Barbra Streisand and different musical soundtracks. So a love for musical theatre is clearly in her blood. Now, Jennifer Cody has been dancing since she was very young, so we can see where her energy comes from. Graduating with the Bachelor of Fine Arts, Jennifer first appeared in a production of Gypsy, which took her all around the country, and then she arrived in Broadway. How fantastic! Jennifer stepped in for the part of Rumpelteaser in the world-famous musical Cats. This is where Jennifer actually met her husband, so she really did find love on Broadway. After this, Jennifer's stage career just bounded from strength to strength. She was featured on Broadway in the classic hit Grease, playing Cha-Cha. And then for us D-heads, Jennifer Cody was the silly girl in The Beauty and the Beast. Jennifer performed in a number of other stage shows, and here's an interesting surprise. In 2008, Jennifer Cody was in the original Broadway cast of Shrek the Musical. <laughs> Jennifer's list of achievements on stage just goes on and on. It was with the Peppermill Playhouse that Jennifer appeared as one of the ugly stepsisters in the musical Cinderella. That must be a testament to her acting skills. <laughs> Starring roles in productions of Oklahoma and The Wild Party only really scratched the surface of Jennifer's incredible performances. Then with the esteemed Sacramento Music Circus, 
Jennifer Cody starred in productions of West Side Story, Bye Bye Birdie, A Chorus Line, and even 42nd Street. Jennifer really has performed all across America. Like most of our Disney family members, Jennifer gives her time in helping the community. She was a part of Broadway Bears, which was a benefit show to raise money and awareness for the Broadway Cares organization, which helps to raise funds and awareness for HIV AIDS research, a very important cause indeed. Now, it's not only on stage that Jennifer wows audiences. She has also appeared in a number of TV series, including Law and Order. As lovers of animation, we can appreciate that Jennifer also contributes her voice talents to the character of Darcy on the Nickelodeon Winx Club. <laughs> Critics have labelled Jennifer a petite pixie loaded with personality and talent. That is awesome. Disney is very lucky to have Jennifer Cody as part of the family. Hopefully, we will get to hear more of Jennifer as Charlotte LaBeouf with a Princess and the Frog series on the Disney Channel. A girl can dream, right? <laughs> Jennifer once said that everyone on Broadway wants to be a Disney voice. That's our next dream. So, Jennifer Cody really made her dream come true. Thanks, Jennifer. Disney would not be the same without you. Where we connect with the latest Disney games. Getting a chance to take a sneak peek of all the new Disney Interactive Studio games at E3 was awesome. It was so cool to get the royal treatment. And speaking of royal, did you know there's a video game based on the animated motion picture The Princess and the Frog? So, uh, tell us about this game. The Princess and the Frog on the DS is based on the Disney's animated feature The Princess and the Frog. The game incorporates a lot of the different features of what's in the movie. You're going to get to play uh, Princess Tiana, you're going to see all, a lot of the characters, Prince Naveen, and you're just going to go on an adventure through the bayous of Louisiana. After getting the lowdown on how the game works, Sophia and I decided to take the game out for ourselves. Look at her go! You play as characters from the movie as you work your way through the levels all set in New Orleans. And yes, if you're wondering, you don't have to kiss any frogs. <laughs> hey, this is Michael Leon Woolley, the voice of Louis the Alligator. Hallelujah! And you're listening to Disney On Demand! If I were a human being, I'd head straight for New Orleans. And I'd blow this horn so hot and strong like no one they've ever seen. Mr. Sidney Bechet All those boys gotta step aside When they hear this old ex-gator play Listen When I'm human As I hope to be I'm gonna blow this on Till the cows come home And everyone's gonna bow down to me Thank you, thank you Too bad. A redhead on my left arm, a brunette on my right, a blonde or two to hold the candles, and that seems just about right. Hey, Lewis, life is short when you're done, you're done. We're on this earth to have some fun, and that's the way things are. Tell it, right. When I'm human, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna tear it up like I did before, and that's a royal guarantee. 
Mr. Finner. Fine smelling beignets. Gonna be the house specialty once I sign those papers y'all brought. Oh, yes. <laughs> About that. Um, you outbid. What? A, a, a fella came in, offered the full amount in cash. Unless you can top his offer by Wednesday. You can kiss that place goodbye. You, you, you know how long it took me to save that money? Exactly. Which is why a little woman of your background would have had her hands full trying to run a big business like that. You're better off where you at. Now, wait a minute. Love those beignets, though. Now, now hold on there. You come, come back. Tia, <laughs> time to hit Prince Charming with those man-catching beignets. What happened? I, 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 I just... Oh, you poor dear. Oh, Prince Devane. We'll be right back, sugar. I got just the dress for you. Oh, Tia, honey, did you see the way he danced with me? A marriage proposal can't be far behind. Thank you, Evening Star. <laughs> you know, I was starting to think that wishing on stars was just for babies and crazy people. Look at you. Oh, aren't you just as pretty as a magnolia in May? Seems like only yesterday we were... Both little girls dreaming our fairy tale dreams. And tonight they're finally coming true. Well, back into the fray. <clears throat> Wish me luck. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, we're back once again for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And every little girl that we know of always loves the Disney princesses. Every little girl wants to be a princess, and with those princesses is always their best friends, their sidekicks, and more. And you may remember going down to the bayou, and Mardi Gras may be over. But we all remember Princess and the Frog. And with us here this week is a Broadway star, a singer, an actress, and also the voice of Charlotte, Tiana's best friend, Jennifer Cody. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, you know, Princess and the Frog, the rebirth of Disney hand-drawn animation. Um, you know, you were a perfect fit for the show, especially because there's a lot of aspects about Charlotte that I uh, personally enjoy that they took that route. So let's let's just say that. But uh, I guess before we touch upon Princess and the Frog, I guess uh, your entire career and being on Broadway and all that kind of fun stuff, uh, what led you down the path of uh, being a performing artist? 
Um, you know, I remember my mom says from when I was like a little girl, um, you just kind of know, I think. Um, I loved to dance and I loved to sing when I was a kid. And um, I think when I started coming to New York City and seeing that people actually did it for a living, I thought, oh, wow, I, I can actually go into this and get to do, get paid for my love, my joy. So um, I think the first show I saw in New York was Cats. And I was hooked the minute I saw them dancing and singing and becoming something else in the, the theater and uh, the audience. I just decided that's what I wanted to do. And lucky, I've been very fortunate that I've been able to do it. Well, you know, and, you know, like you said, doing that performing arts, you know, on Broadway and Cats, you know, I mean, even if you haven't seen Cats... Everybody knows of it, and it's 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 one of those performances where it, you, you're either hooked by it or you're not. And I personally have really enjoyed those performances. You know, growing up, I saw it a few times, and uh, you know, I really really enjoyed it. So you know, it's easy to get hooked on that. I think Cats was a great way to explain to like someone who's not in theater how you become immersed in a show, because I think other shows you think, oh well, they're up there just saying the lines and stuff, but Cats actually you saw people become something else. And as a kid, I remember that was very clear to me that you could actually transform yourself into something different on stage. And so I was hooked. Right. You know, and like you said, it is that kind of thing where it becomes immersive. I mean, even though it's very well apparent, hey, you know, these are people, they're they're pretending to be cats, but you're so caught up in the story and the acting and the performance that, you know, you forget, hey, these these are people, they're not really cats. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, going down your entire career, you've done a variety of different things. And, you know, of course, Broadway is always fun. Um, you know, with Broadway, I've brought this up to a variety of different people since uh, since we are on the subject. Um, you know, what is your initial reaction with the audience participation? Because it is truly different from film and you have the live audience, the energy. Um, you know, is, is that an aspect of uh, doing live performances that you really enjoy? Oh, I love, I love that the audience is actually a character in the play. That's what, kind of what we always think about is that I wish the audience knew how important they were when they go see a live show because especially now a lot of people uh, kind of have that television mentality and they don't realize that their energy can make or break a show. Um, you could be having, you know, a, a lot of the shows, especially the Broadway shows, you do eight shows a week, which is a lot. Um, and the audience can make a tired show or a show where you're like, oh, this is the eighth show and I'm so tired. And then you go out and the energy is so palpable from the audience that it totally transforms the show. And um, I wish an audience member knows how important they are because they're not just watching a television screen. They're actually participating in the story. And, uh, oh, it's the, the feeling that you get from a live audience. It's funny. Um, I imagine rock singers feel the same way. I uh, I did a stint one time a, a long time ago with the um with a rock band. I danced on stage and as soon as the lights came up and that it's like a wall of energy just hits you. I was like, Oh, this is why you become addicted to live theater and, and performing on stage because there's nothing like it. 
Right. You know, and there is that energy, that participation. And even as, you know, somebody in the audience, you know, you know, they're just many times they're just as excited as you to see the performance and be there and really, you know, are looking to embrace it. And I have to agree that you say we're, we're in this TV mentality of a society where it's a, I just want to sit back and, and watch it and that's it. And, you know, it either sucks or it doesn't, but that's not really the case. You know, there is something different with live theater. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. A lot of um, times when you're doing a show and you look down and the people in the front row are either talking or texting or something and you want to say, I can see you. <laughs> I'm completely aware of you, but they think they're watching the screen. Right, yeah, I do have to say that I do feel uh, many of uh, the people in today's society are walking around with Charlie Brown heads, you know, with always looking down, <laughs> always looking down at their phones constantly. It's true, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, moving away from the stage, and I know all of our Disney fans want us to hit upon Princess and the Frog, um, you know, it was the rebirth of Disney animation, the hand-drawn, the musical. Um, you know, we had a, a friend of yours, Michael Leon Woolley, here on the show a while back, and, you know, it's just, it's a fantastic film, and it's one of those films that that just I really felt had the true heart of a true Disney classic. And that brings us to, you know, your character, Charlotte, Tiana's best friend. And, you know, there's many aspects of Charlotte that I enjoy. But I guess uh, getting involved with the film, uh, how did that originally happen? Uh, well, you know, I auditioned for almost a year for the film. Um, it was a long process. Um, it, you know, it's every girl's dream to be in a Disney film. I mean, every person's dream, probably. Um, but then to be auditioning for this part that, um, it, she's a princess. I mean, she's not a Disney princess, but she is a princess, and you think, I'm going to be a Disney princess. Like, I, it was just overwhelming, the whole experience. So I think every time I went into audition or to go to a callback, in the back of my head, I thought, well, I'm not going to get this, because it's going to go to some big star. But I'm going to have a lot of fun, and I think that that actually, that joy that I had every time I was in the booth came across in Charlotte, um, and that inevitably, I think, got me the part, is that there was no pressure, because I thought, well, this is never going to happen. <laughs> um, and then, when we were creating her, you know, she, I think, went through a lot of changes, because I think initially on paper, she was supposed to be the spoiled girl that... Um, you know, Tiana, there was a lot of different roles that she played initially. And then as we got in the booth, they were so great with uh, playing and finding different ways to say lines and and finding the joy and the heart in what she was doing. And I never felt that Charlotte was um, bad or I never thought that her opinions were wrong. I just thought she really knew what she wanted, and so she was driven, and I think that it made her such a lovable character, and in the end, you know, they they allowed her to kind of be the heart of the piece, and uh, I don't know if initially that was the intention of Charlotte, but I'm so glad that's the way she turned out. Well, I mean, and that's the kind of thing, like I said before, too, where there's a lot of aspects of Charlotte that I truly enjoyed. And that was one of them uh, that I was going to touch base upon is, you know, originally you're like, all right, it's a spoiled little girl. And, you know, my wife and I were sitting there watching it with our children. And the one thing that we both said to each other is, I'm glad that they didn't make her this nasty, spoiled little girl that she truly is Tiana's friend. They just happen to be from different worlds and different situations. Yeah, I think it's a really good... um uh, thing for kids to see, and that there was never any nastiness, there was never any, um, 
meanness between the two of them, like that so many probably young girls experience and stuff. And, and I think it was also, you had to walk a fine line because, you know, the, the role in that, in that time period, um, it, it was a very sensitive time for race and everything as well. So I think they did a great job of finding the friendship in these characters. Oh, definitely. You know, and I think that turning point for Charlotte, uh, you know, for most people is when they're watching the film, it was, you know, when Tiana needed her initial dress, uh, you know, when she meets Naveen as a frog and whatnot. And, you know, there's that, that, that moment where, you know, Charlotte's in the heat of the moment. She wants to see the prince and she stops everything to go take care of her friend. And I think that's the moment where you realize there's a friendship here. There's a bond. And, you know, she, she took care of her priorities first, even though she really still wants to, to be that princess. Yeah, my favorite part of the film, and I remember reading the lines for the first time, is um, after she takes her upstairs and she's, like, still worried about her, her makeup and everything, and she turns around and she catches what Tiana looks like in that dress. And it, it kind of catches you off guard because she says, you're just so pretty. And I think that that, for Charlotte not to be worried about herself and how she looks and to actually have an honest moment of just like, wow, you're, you're beautiful. I just thought that that was such a great line in the film. Where she says, you're, I think she says, you're like your prettiest picture or something. And just so honest. Now, uh, I guess when it comes to Charlotte, you know, she has that uh, heavy, heavy southern accent and that, uh, uh, you know, Louisiana kind of feel, Mardi Gras. Was that something that you had to, uh, I guess, uh, pull out of you or something that you uh, looked back at? Or was it just something that came very naturally? Well, it's funny. This is like my favorite story to tell is that... Um, so I auditioned for a, about a year, and I kept going in. I had to sing and everything. And then when I got the part, because I'm from New York, uh, they flew me to L.A. to do my first uh, session. And uh, the, the two directors um, and the producer took me out, and uh, Ron and John and Peter, they took me out to dinner the night before. And we were sitting around having dinner, and I said casually, oh, well, I get a uh, coach, a dialect coach. And they all kind of stopped eating and stared at me. And Ron said, you, you're just going to do what you've been doing for the past year. And I said, oh, oh I've been doing foghorn leghorn. Because <laughs> 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 in my head, that's like the voice that I thought she had. And, um, and they were just, I think, terrified to go into that next session <laughs> with me thinking I was doing foghorn leghorn. But, yeah, I just, um, I kind of feel like she just developed in my head. And... My husband is originally from Georgia, so I think I had some quality of that mixed in with, like, his relatives, and and that voice just came out, and it, from the day, first audition, that was the voice I had, so... Yeah, I didn't know I was doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it was very spot on because she had that uh, that Southern Belle kind of feel to her. I mean, uh, I, I'm friends with a lot of people from down south, and my mother was originally from Florida. And, you know, there's this, uh, there's definitely that, that, that uh, heart of the south kind of twang to Charlotte. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I, I, when I hear it now, I think, oh, I don't, if I had been asked to come up with that, I don't know if I could have. I think it was just, it, it was meant to be. Well, you know, and I guess, like you said, you were working on this film for quite some time. And since it was meant to be, you know, you guys worked with a great cast. I mean, a great cast of people from Jim Cummings, Michael Leon Woolley. I mean, just a variety of different people. Um, you know, how was it uh, working with uh, this cast, you know, and the revival, I guess, of the Disney musical, uh, which I felt was long overdue? Oh, 
Oh, I, well, Michael Leon Woolley is now one of my greatest friends because of the experience that we've had. And, um, you know, I said I, I was at the Annie Awards uh, for the show, and um, when I got up to speak, I said that they did such an amazing job because they trusted that the actors were going to be good enough and not names. And I know that that sounds weird, but they could have put a number of people in these parts, and I think because they... They went with who they thought was right as opposed to thinking, you know, oh, we should put, you know, Britney Spears in this or something. I think it, it made such an honest read for the film. And because we all come from a background of really working on stuff and preparing and we, we treated it as a, as a play almost. And, um, I think it comes across because, you know, Anika, and uh, Michael, we've all run in the same circles here in New York. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I wish I could have done more in the booth with them because we all recorded separately. Um, and my Nick, Nick Ranieri, who was the artist who drew Charlotte, I have such a uh, connection to him, too, because he would sit and either they would videotape me or he would watch me. And the things that he captured... In Charlotte, if you knew me, you would watch the film and go, oh, my goodness, that's what she does. Because there's like a, an energy of uh, Charlotte, like, punches her hand a lot and kicks. And, and I was doing that in the booth, and I, he was such a genius to capture all that and to do it hand-drawn. I, I wish there was more of it because while I enjoy all the, the new animation, there is something so special about about hand drawn, a beauty that I don't think is created uh, equally with computers. I mean, I agree. And like you said, you know, it, it is something where you look back and, you know, instead of having large names attached to it, you know, I feel letting the actors and the actresses, you know, play the roles and do the parts is part of what makes uh, all the traditional classics from Disney, you know, they make them classics because all the children watching it, all the adults watching it, you get immersed into the character instead of listening and saying, you know, as you said, oh, well, that's Britney Spears doing that voice. Instead, it's, there's Charlotte, you know, there's Tiana. And, and it makes it so much more believable. I think it does take people out of the, the movie. If you're listening and think, oh, wow, that's Wanda Sykes. It takes you out. They're not the character. It's just too identifiable. Definitely. You know, I mean, and, you know, if you're a voice actor, you know, that's the kind of thing where you want people to believe in that character. And like you said, you know, catching Charlotte and your mannerisms, I guess uh, that's going to bring me to, you know, watching it on screen. Um, is that something to this day just uh, uh, you, you look back and, it, you, you know, it's you can look back and that's me on screen. Me as an animated character, uh, you know, something that's going to be around in, in Disney history for many, many years. It's, it blows me away every day. Um, I didn't get to go to the premiere because I was doing a show, so they flew me out afterwards, and I watched it by myself in a screening room, and I was just crying my eyes out because, uh, you know, I don't, you don't see what you're creating. Um, you're in a booth, you're doing a lot of different takes, so you don't actually know which take they've chosen, and you, sometimes you don't know the rest of the scene, you just know the part you're in, and, and I just sat there and I was just sobbing all by myself. Because that's, like, I'm sitting here right now looking at the Charlotte Barbie doll that's on a shelf in my office, and that's amazing. Like, I, there's nothing like it. it you can do a lot of shows, and, and you can do regular movies and television, but there's something about being a Disney character that 
will forever probably be the best thing I've ever done. Well, you know, it, it is that kind of thing where it will go down in history because if there's one thing that is always true, it's the Disney fans. Uh, you know, they embrace every character and pass it down to their children and their children. And, uh, you know, it's it's that kind of thing where it, it truly is, uh, it, it leaves a legacy in that one little stamp in your career, um, you know, along many stamps that you'll probably have. But it's that one where you can always come back to it and it's that moment in time that's always going to be frozen. Yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. If I could, if I died tomorrow, it'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, when it comes to you know the film, and I know that you know there's a lot of singing in there and a lot of fun. Um, you know, watching the film and looking back, uh, is there any musical number? Because I'm a big fan of musical numbers and Broadway and uh, Broadway shows. Is there any one number from that film that just uh, really you just thought was the most fun and the most enjoyable? You know, looking back now. I don't know if I could pick because I mean, like I love Mama Odie's number. I think it's classic, and, and Jennifer is just one of the funniest women I've ever met. Um, but I think I was glad that they went with um, uh, the songs that they chose. Originally, Charlotte had a song Boo was cut from the film, um, so that's sad. I wish that they hadn't taken him. Um, but gosh, I don't know. I guess the Bayou number. It's probably the most fun uh, that I play on my iPod because <laughs> Michael Leon Wally is, is pretty fantastic. Uh, yeah, I just love all the songs. <laughs> I wish there were more of them. Right, that always seems to be the trouble with any show is it it ends too fast and you, you always wish there was that something extra, that's something more. Yeah. Now, you know, stepping aside from Princess and the Frog, you know, you're always constantly working and doing many other things. Do you have anything that you're currently working on right now or any other places where people can, you know, see you or upcoming projects? Um, well, actually, I did a film that's coming out called um, Lucky Stiff. Uh, and I have a small role in it uh, with Jason Alexander. And I, I do two cartoons right now on Nickelodeon. I don't know if I should say that being Disney. <laughs> oh, that's perfectly um, fine. <laughs> but I do uh, The Winks Club and Robot and Monster for Nickelodeon. Uh, and I'm getting ready to start a production of Guys and Dolls here in, in New York. So those, that's what I'm working on now. So you're constantly busy. Now, I guess, you know, with uh, Guys and Dolls, as opposed to doing voiceover work for Nickelodeon, um, have you chosen which one you like more? Do you like you really enjoy doing voiceover work as opposed to, you know, getting on stage or vice versa? Um, I think that they're equally, there's pros and cons to both of them. Um, I do love creating something. So anytime I get to create a role, regardless of whether it's just a voice or a full, you know, embodiment of a character, um, I love that. Voiceovers are kind of lonely because <laughs> they're alone <laughs> in a booth, and there is something about being able to act with other actors because I think that that changes your performance from day to day. Um, the way you think you're going to say it, if, if another actor gives you a different read, then you react differently. So that's exciting to me. It kind of keeps it fresh. Um, but I'm lucky to do everything. I mean, I think that that's keeps you going is that you get to dabble in all these different fields and I just I'm lucky I'm very lucky 
Well, you know, and it's the kind of thing where, like you said, it has pros and cons. It, you know, it has its its ups and downs, I guess. And and I I guess I never really looked at it the way as many voice actors now are. You know, alone in a booth and they splice them all together and whatnot. It, it's not the uh, you know the glory days of when everybody was doing a read around a table, uh, hoping it all came out. You know. Yeah, and it's funny because like one of the cartoons, I'm I'm in New York. All the other actors are in L.A. and um, sometimes I don't even know. I'm reacting, and, and I react completely differently on a line four different times, and, and then I'll see it on TV and go, oh, that's the one I went with? It's almost like you're not even the actor. You're the performer, but then the director kind of decides your acting choice. So it's a little different. Very different. Now, um, I guess, uh, you know, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you got a lot of things going on, but uh, as we touch, touch upon uh, one more Princess and the Frog thing, um, have you had a chance to go to the Disney parks uh, in recent years and, and you know, and notice how much uh, Princess and the Frog has just been, uh, you know, really immersed into the parks and everybody loves it. And, you know, we've even caught hints of Charlotte in the parades and whatnot. Uh, have you had a chance to experience any of that? I actually was in, um, I can't remember, I think it was Disney World when they were filming um, a commercial for Disney and I saw the um, the boat, they were using the boat for um the commercial, and they had Princess and the Frog characters on it, the the uh, riverboat. Um, and it's funny because, you know, a long time ago, I used to work at uh, Disney World as a performer, and I remember riding that boat in a parade long before Princess and the Frog. So I thought, oh, that's good that they're using that boat again. I'm glad that that has another life. Um, the sad part is, though, I thought at Disney World, they have the whole uh, New Orleans area, and I wanted to... I wanted that to be more Princess and the Frog. I hope that they have a chance to, like, you know, have a beignet area and all that, because I think that that is a great place for that stuff. Definitely. You know, it definitely has that fit, especially with the whole Mardi Gras feel and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, going back there uh, as a performer at Disney, so you've constantly had this, uh, this uh, I guess, connection with Disney in some way and love and appreciation uh, for the company. Oh, you know, it's funny. It's a big joke around here is that I was destined. I don't know what you do now that you've done a Disney voice because I, I worked at Disney World. And then um, I think I did, like, Hercules number for a TV show, and then I did uh, Dalmatians, 101 Dalmatians TV show, and then I did Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. It just keeps, I, it's every couple of years I do something Disney, and then I did the Disney voice. I'm like, I don't know where you go from there. I feel like I've reached the top now, and I should just stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just have to wait, and you know, maybe there will be a Princess and the Frog series with uh, Charlotte and Tiana and all their different adventures. Oh, I hope so. That'd be good. <laughs> Let's put that out there. <laughs> well, you know, I want to appreciate you. Thank you once again. We appreciate having, uh, you know, taking some time, talking with all of our listeners out here, and, you know, going back to that, like I said, that hand-drawn animation, the beautiful animation, the music. Um, you know, as much as I love uh, CGI, there is something about the uh, hand-drawn animator that really, you know, just makes it memorable and classic. And, you know, we appreciate, uh, you know, you stopping in and talking about, uh, I guess, our favorite Southern Belle that's uh, with the uh, Disney princesses uh, hanging around. Thank you so much. Thank you once again. All right, Lulu, let's get to it, darling. Follow the bouncing butt. We're gonna take it down, we're gonna take it down, we're gonna take it all 
dig the devil, don't dig the devil, don't dig all the way. Integrate component H. Accelerate the phase. Now it's time to throw the switch 10 million gamma rays. Two million? Four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? I found it! He found it! The professor? Yes? What is it? What is it? Yes, what is it? Why? It's flubber! Flubber? It's a dream unfurled. Lover! We'll get you out of this world. It's the greatest. The greatest. It's a boon oh, to man. Oh, if nothing else would do it. Ha <laughs> ha, Flubber can. 
Flubber makes you flop. Flubber makes you flip. Flubber makes you feel like a human rocket ship. Flubber makes you leap and bounce and more. It gives you a lift like you've never had before. I found it. It's a dream unfurled. Flubber. We'll get you out of this world. It's the greatest. It's a boon to man. If nothing else will do it. Oh, Flubber can. Siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC82. Confirm. Hey gang, whoo-wee! Welcome back to the vault! And no, I don't have a cold or anything bizarre. I just wanted to add that little bit of an accent because we are going deep in the bayou today and pulling out a great great film. Of course, I've given a lot of it away by the accent and the description. With the star that we have upstairs in the Disney On Demand studios, we have to bring this film out. Jennifer Cody's here, can you believe it? And what better way than to give a big D-team welcome to this Broadway star and latest Disney icon than to bring out your favorite Broadway musicals that she's in, and uh, Susicle's over there, and Shrek is over there, but more importantly, to bring out the 2009 Disney hand-drawn animated release of one of my favorite princess stories, The Princess and the Frog. It's 1920s New Orleans. Here we meet Tiana, a young waitress who only has eyes on two things, the affection of her father and the desire to cook. Her passion runs so deep that she'll literally work day and night to raise money, not just to live, but to purchase an old sugar mill in town. You know, the one she hopes to purchase and renovate to create the best restaurant in Louisiana. Knowing that she needs money, Charlotte, played by our dear guest Jennifer Cody, is the belle of the ball in New Orleans and the oldest and BFF of Tiana. She hires Tiana to cook up her marvelous beignets for Big Daddy's Mardi Gras Masquerade Ball. This year's ball is a bit different. Big Daddy is welcoming a new arrival to the city, Prince Naveen of Maldonia. Not only will he be a welcomed addition to the party, but as a welcome addition to the family. See, Big Daddy thinks he would be a perfect match for his darling Charlotte. On the flip side, let's get back to Tiana. With the job that she's gaining by cooking her beignets, Tiana would be able to have enough money raised to make her dreams come true and buy the sugar mill. Finally making it to New Orleans, Prince Naveen has one thing on his mind, finding a wealthy woman to marry. Why would a princess desire money when he's already rich? See, Naveen has been penniless, lacking a trade, and, uh, well, has been disinherited. 
so the easy route seems the most likely of avenues for Naveen to take. And when we all look to the easy side, someone will always take advantage of that. Enter the latest Disney villain that rightfully wears the title, the voodoo witch doctor, Dr. Facilier. The wise doctor convinces both Naveen and his valet, Lawrence, that he can improve both their lives. Dr. Facilier reads their fortunes and with the cunning of a snake, he transforms Naveen into a frog. Lawrence, on the other hand, receives a voodoo charm filled with Naveen's blood. When the charm is worn, the portly gentleman transforms into Naveen. Of course, there's always a reason for such dastardly deeds. Facilier convinces Lawrence, of course, disguised as Naveen, to marry Charlotte so he can gain Big Daddy's estate. Things seem to be going as planned at the ball. Charlotte seems to be hitting it off with Lawrence, I mean Naveen. As good things are happening for Charlotte, Tiana discovers she may be losing the mill. Distraught, Tiana runs upstairs. Still in her costume, she meets the real Naveen. Believing Tiana is a real princess, not having a clue she's dressed in a costume, Naveen asks Tiana to kiss him in order to break the spell. What does she have to lose? Reluctantly, Tiana agrees, but makes her own deal. If she helps him return to his true form, he has to help outbid the new buyer of the sugar mill. Agreements are made and lips are puckered. Great, the quickest happily ever after in Disney history. Eh, not so. Rather than Naveen returning to human form, Tiana joins Naveen and the amphibian family. Frightened and chased off the estate, the new couple escape to the bayou. Back to our other happily never after, Lawrence quickly proposes to Charlotte, who, like a true debutante, agrees. However, bad juju never works forever, and Lawrence begins to revert to his original form. Dr. Facilier warns Lawrence, in order for the charade to continue, more of Naveen's blood is needed. Hmm, one problem. Lawrence, as we know, has let Naveen go. This does not sit well with Dr. Facilier, and you never want to upset the good doctor. Now it's time to find out what happens when you play with the dark arts. Dr. Facilier calls upon his friends from the spirit realm for help, with the promise that once Lawrence marries Charlotte, he will have total control over New Orleans and will be able to offer the citizens' souls as payment. Facilier is allowed to play with a few shadow demons where he literally releases the hounds to locate Naveen. Meanwhile in the bayou, Tiana and Naveen meet Louis, an alligator whose only wish is to be a trumpet player in a jazz band. He offers to lend a hand. He will lead them to Mama Odie, the Yoda of the voodoo world. In other words, the good magic. Louis, played by our old friend Michael Leon Woolley, believes if anyone can grant their wishes, and maybe his too, she's the one to do it. We soon meet Ray, my dear friend, a Cajun firefly who joins them on their journey. Ray knows one thing. He knows love when he sees it. He tells Tiana about his true love, Evangeline, and to never give up on the one thing you love. Our fearless four make it to the grand tree of Mama Odie, where she tells them exactly what we all already know. In order for Naveen to become human, he must kiss a real princess. Well, it seems that the only real princess around these parts would be Charlotte, since her father is the king of Mardi Gras. In order for things to happen, this kiss must happen before midnight, or as we know it, the end of Mardi Gras. 
Hooray! We know the answer! Let's follow this plan, get us finished, and everything will be fine. <laughs> Not so fast. Naveen realizes something that he's never felt before. He has genuine feelings for Tiana. But before he can say anything, the Shadow Demons capture him. It's up to the remaining members of our gang to save Naveen. Catching up in a cemetery, Ray steals the charm from Lawrence and saves Naveen. The real Naveen. Ray gives the charm to Tiana. Tiana uses the charm as a means to fend off Facilier's shadow demons. In the process, Ray dies at the hand of Facilier. And dare I say, one of the most heartbreaking moments I've seen in a Disney film since The Lion King. Okay, wiping the tears back, let's get back to our story. Knowing who Tiana is, Facilier transforms her back to her human form. He offers her the chance to make her restaurant dreams come true in exchange for the charm. She immediately refuses, knowing that true love is far more important. Tiana is ready to destroy the evil charm when one of the shadow demons grabs hold of it and returns it to Dr. Facilier. Tiana reverts to her frog form while Dr. Facilier declares she will remain that way forever. Not one to be outdone, Tiana uses her frog abilities, namely her tongue, grabs the charm, and destroys it. Angered, and rightfully so, the voodoo spirits rise to make payment on their deed as they drag Dr. Facilier into the underworld forever. Tiana and Naveen profess their love for each other. Thank goodness. Frantic, they explain their situation to Charlotte. She agrees to kiss Naveen. She does it so that her dearest friend can find true love. The clock strikes midnight, but the kiss is just missed. Tiana and Naveen, truly in love, decide that they could be together, no matter what form they're in. Later, a funeral's held for our dear friend Ray, who finally makes it to his love as he appears as a new star next to Evangeline. Later, Tiana and Naveen are married by Mama Odie. People sure do get married quickly in New Orleans. Because of Tiana's new status as a princess, they are restored back to human form after their first kiss. Then the real wedding takes place within St. Louis Cathedral. The couple return to New Orleans and celebrate, and with Louis' help, convince the Fenner brothers to accept the payment money and hand over the key and the rights to the sugar mill. Together, Tiana and Naveen work hard in transforming that mill into her long-awaited restaurant. In the restaurant, which is now called Tiana's Place, is a thriving restaurant where Louis and his band are playing to a full house of joyful restaurateurs. While in the sky, smaller stars encircle our dear friends, Ray and Evangeline, showing that true love will always conquer all. As you can tell, I kind of get choked up by talking about this film. It is actually one of my favorites. The 49th animated film, and we return to hand-drawn delights. This Blu-ray must be added to your DVD and Blu-ray collection. What special added bonuses will you be receiving? Well, of course you'll be receiving any deleted scenes, and there are a few. Of course, you have to always watch The Making Of, and this will be The Making of a Princess. And of course, we're going to learn a little bit more about Dr. Facilier and Conjuring the Villain. A small documentary highlighting the return to hand-drawn animation and the explanation to animation through the Disney legacy. 
We get to know a little bit more about Disney's newest princess, Tiana, in her own little se segment. Bringing to life animation, the explanation of drawing versus real life. A few art galleries. The title song sung by Neo in his, vi his music video. Explanations of the former princesses. And just a few little hidden Easter eggs throughout. So when you bring the directors of The Little Mermaid and Aladdin, the songs from Randy Newman, and the delight of hand-drawn animation, couple that with brand new characters that you're going to know and love, The Princess and the Frog is a delightful addition to anyone's Blu-ray collection. So I can see that the popcorn's empty and the curtain's coming down. So it could only mean one thing. It's time to say goodbye to you and all my company but fear not, my friends. The Fireflies will always lead you back to the vault, and rightfully so. You never know what entertaining piece of film history we're going to be bringing out next week. Fluff up your favorite pillow, have a few beignets, and enjoy The Princess and the Frog this week, so that when we return next week, a new disc will be ready to be placed in your player. So until next time, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always inside of you. cutting a rug, and then the next thing I know, uh, I'm tripping over these. Everyone thinks they know the story of the princess and the frog. You must kiss me. Excuse me? Please, princess. It will make me human again. Just one kiss. Unless you beg for more. But no one knows what happened after the kiss. Until now. You get way up there. And how did I get way down here and all this? <gasps> this holiday season. In the tradition of Walt Disney's most beloved classics. <laughs> comes the story behind the most magical kiss the world has ever known. This gonna be good! <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures, The Princess and the Frog. Come, we pack her. That's new.
Princess and the Frog is a story about a young woman, Tiana. Tiana's ultimate goal is to have her own restaurant. But she works so hard that it's hard for her to take a moment and relax. There ain't nothing gonna stop me now, cause I'm almost there. Order up! Girl, all you ever do is work! And there's this amazing character named Prince Naveen, and he is from the mythical country of Maldonia. He's beautiful, no? Oh. We first see Prince Naveen in a great street jazz scene in New Orleans. And there appears Dr. Vasilia. I got things I ain't even tried. And I got friends on the other side. He's got friends on the other side. Vasilia is a fun villain in, in that he's scary, but he's charismatic. It's a wonderful turn of events because I ask him what he wants. It's the green, it's the green, it's the green you and when I looked into your future, it's the green that I seen. So it turns him into a frog. <laughs> One night, Tiana looks up at the evening star and in that moment sees a frog. I suppose you want a kiss. Kissing would be nice, yes? <laughs> I am Prince Naveen. Or prince assumes because she's wearing this crown that that means that she's a princess and so he thinks that this will break the spell oh but you must kiss me one kiss unless you beg for more how'd you get way up there and how'd i get way down here and all this <gasps> and now the two of them go off on an adventure through the bayou <laughs> They end up going on a journey together to help each other. It's so much fun. I could use a little help. Oh, I will play a little louder. I am so proud of The Princess and the Frog. It's got a jazz playing alligator. <laughs> Where you been all my life? A Cajun firefly. Ooh, women like a man with a big back pouch. <laughs> There's a fairy godmother character. Get a little sugar now. <laughs> This movie has everything in it. <laughs> the story, it's a you know, classic Disney musical. Don't make me light my butt! If I were having any more fun, it would be illegal. Now we're cooking! It's fun to return to hand-drawn, animated Disney fairy tale, and to do a musical again is really exciting. There's such a surge of CG films, but we think there are things you can do in drawing that you can't do in CG. At the heart of the film is that you should always follow your dreams. Always. It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, D-Heads, so I am back, and we have had a big, big show here this week. We've had all kinds of things from the D-Team, special guests. I mean, a lot of things are happening here this week on Disney On Demand, and coming up right now, I'm not going to talk too long, because coming up right now, I want you to give a warm welcome to the newest D-Team member of Randy, who's going to be exploring the digital side of Disney, whether that's the digital media formats, new apps, video games, and more, if you love the digital side of Disney the media side of Disney, he's going to bring it to you. So without further ado, I'm going to sit here, sit back, get a drink of water myself or something, maybe some jungle juice, you never know, and uh, I'm going to let it go to Randy, our newest DT member. Take it away. 
Hey, D-Heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. Hello, D-Heads, and welcome to the first segment of Disney Multimedia. My name is Randy Rieker, and I'll be discussing um, uh, multimedia that Disney infuses us through interactive multimedia, through the company, through our Disney parks, and other venues that Disney uses to bring the magic to life, as you can say. Um, Again, this is my first segment. Let's go ahead, without further ado, let's go into the first Disney Multimedia that we're all effective. One, it's about Disney Infinity, which is a current new games for the new console, but again, which was announced earlier this month. Uh, again, it will be featured on different consoles, but again, those, that specs has not been feature relate, uh, released yet. Uh, by the previews that, um, again, by the Disney Corporation have announced. Uh, it seems very interesting um, perspective by using these little figurines and each character represents their world, and combining these other characters, like let's say Mike Rosalski or again Captain Jack Sparrow, add into that, we become part of the storyline that we already are familiar with. But not just only that, we are aware of how other stories are related. And then when we combine playing those games together, those those worlds go together. It brings a whole new experience. So again, from the from the departure of Epic Mickey one and two, we see this different venue of new experiences that we all love based on the characters we, that Disney created, and we're being part of their world. So again, with a little bit late news, uh, jumping into our next part um, from that segment from Disney Infinity to Jump Point. Again, Disney closed their um, gaming department company joint point uh, because of the low uh, sales on Epic Mickey. Um, here's a Disney release following that statement. It, it was much sadness that we informed our team today of changes of our games organization, which includes the closure of Joint Point Studios. These changes are part of the ongoing efforts to address the fast-evolving gaming platforms and marketplace to al- uh, align resources against our key priorities. We are extremely, extremely grateful to Warren Spector, uh, Spectator and then and the Junk Point team for their creative contributions to Disney and the Disney Epic Mickey, Epic Mickey 2 series. I really thought that the Epic Mickey series were going to do well. Um, sadly, again, based on Din- Disney's little business, um, I don't know, goals or perspectives uh, levels, I don't know what's the Disney, uh, the um, terminology you can say but when it comes to gaming from a gaming perspective if we really love a game we're more tuned into like wow what's going to be the next series or wow what's going to be the next element that's going to continue the series I really thought the gaming itself was really well done the storyline was um, again 
received well, but again, by the gaming community, there was again a mixed review. Some people think the controls were really hard, and that's why Epic Mickey 2, they changed that to make it more easable to do. Um, I have seen other people who are against that saying that the controls are easy. Um, again, from coming from a beginner to a more advanced user, again, there's different views. But again, since Disney's um, gaming platform um, section, organization section, doesn't seem so... Uh, what's the word? Doesn't seem up to their level of success. Um, we can mention about the online online gaming community like um, Club Penguin, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'll say the X dysfunction uh, games like Disney Cars Online, um, Disney's Virtual Magic Kingdom um, that we used to enjoy, and now. Again, it seems like, again, Disney is trying to go where the money is making. Now, a lot of people can uh, say something different about the gaming online community, and but not just only that, but also different gaming platforms. So let's go ahead and bring them to the most recent one, just recently about LeapFrog, where if you have uh, smaller or younger children, um, LeapFrog just announced on February 5th of 2013, which was older news, but again, something to look into. The makers of LeapFrog is where you can learn about um, books and children's magazines and stuff like that. So I feel that not just only that has brought um, a learning curve, <laughs> well not a learning curve, but newer ways of children can be learning um, through their favorite characters and not just only that, they are able to play for fun. Now Disney just mentioned about Doc Muffin McMuffins, um, Rundown race car, which featured, again, also record Ralph Sugar Rust for development and by Disney, produced by Disney Publishing Worldwide. Um, they are bringing this to this, um, their platforms by their learning tablets, LeapFrog Pad 1 and 2. Um, also, there is the video game series Leapster Explorer and Leapsters GS. Uh, Disney announced also uh, by the chief marketing of LeapFrog, he mentioned, um, Greg Alvern said this, We are excited to offer many talented independent content developers in gaming studios for the opportunity to develop new interactive games and apps for millions of connected LeapFrog platforms around the world. The highly experienced team of LeapFrog and Disney Publishing worked closely together to ensure these ebooks are offered to children Truly, to kids, truly unique reading experience adventures as well. We continue to work with brands such as Disney to provide new and unique ways to engage kids on our award-winning learning platforms. The new e-interactive e-books, Doug uh, McSnuffin's Rundown Race Car and Record Ralph Trigger Rush, are available in the LeapFrog App Center and features uh, activities that immerse readers in the storyline and give them the opportunity to be part of the story. Again, this is part of the Record Ralph movie, just recently will be soon to be released on DVD on March 5th of 2013, and you can also download the HD digital version. Um, again, we'll get more information on the next um, topic in a few minutes. But again, it's interesting to know that Disney's really lurking so much in a way of interacting, not just only children, but adults as well. 
And just recently, uh, again, since we're going to be talking about Wreck-It Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph, again, just released um, a few days ago the digital version of the movie itself, which you can uh, Disney HD digital download uh, this week. And also, um, on March 5th, we'll be releasing the 3D Blu-ray combo pack. Um, just recently, because of the newer technology of the new tablets and iPads and iPhones, it seems like Disney's getting onto the digital side where you can just download extremely to your computer and other gaming platforms. I think this is pretty interesting for Disney to do that. This is Randy Weaker signing off and for the next uh, Disney Multimedia segment. You may know me as Tron, 
But right now, you're listening to Disney On Demand. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again. And before I close out this week's show, I hope you enjoyed a large, huge, fantastic, extra-long edition of Disney On Demand for show number 33. I'd like to thank Jennifer Cody once again for stopping in and sharing all of her memories and magic about voicing the iconic Charlotte in Disney's Princess and the Frog, her upcoming Broadway appearances, and more, and sharing all those stories with all of you D-heads. Foghorn Leghorn, Charlotte, who would have thought? Thank you once again, Jennifer Cody, for stopping in and sharing all the magic and memories with all the D-heads listening in. I'd also like to thank the D-team. Yes, Jamie, Jason, and Lexi, and our newest D-team member of Randy, all stopping in and joining this week's show. Thank you once again for your signature segments, and hopefully we were able to bring you a little bit of magic and a break from me rambling here at the show. If it wasn't for the D-team, there wouldn't be this extra-long special edition of Magic Memories and Fun here every week and be sure to check out the D-Team page on our official website where you can interact directly with the D-Team. I'd also like to thank all of you, all the D-Heads, for stopping in every single week. You make the show happen and we do this show for you. There's that little bit of Disney magic that we've all had since we were a child. From watching the television shows, listening to the music, and enjoying the movies, sitting down as a family, and later on finally experiencing the parks. Disney magic is all a part of us and we are glad to bring that magic to you every single week here at the show. So thank all of you D-Heads for stopping in once again. So before I let you go, I'm going to give you all the different ways, as always, that you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. And there you can find all of our archive shows, our past shows, our newest blogs, and more, where you can interact with the D-Team. And as I mentioned, you can even listen to our Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can listen to over 300-plus movies, television shows, specials, and more in our Flash Player right there on the website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also download our official app. If you go to the App Store, you can download our iPhone app. Just type in Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all one word, and you can connect with us right there on your mobile device, where you can submit new submissions yourself, watch videos, listen to the show, and many other items in our official absolutely free app. Now, you can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. Also, Facebook.com slash Disney Blue if you'd like to friend us. You can find us on Twitter, AOL Instant Messenger, Instagram, and more at Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can find us all over the social media outlets, and you can even leave a message on our Magical Memories hotline, where you might even hear yourself here on the show. So leave that shout-out and more, and you can find all these links and all the different ways to interact on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. So all of you D-heads, as I let you go once again here this week, we have another show lined up for you for show number 34 with a very special guest that is waiting in the wings to share the magic, the memories, and more with all of you D-heads. So as I let you go here this week, I hope you enjoyed show number 33, and as always, never neglect family for business. See you all over the web, D-Heads. Thanks once again for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.